Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Philly today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, September the 27th. Happy birthday, Mike Schmidt, the greatest Philly of all time. I always loved having a birthday two days before Schmidt when I was growing up. I thought, oh, we're almost birthday buddies. Happy birthday, Mike Schmidt. And happy birthday to Phillies fans because it is go time. It's either happy birthday or sad birthday, but um, it's go time. There are 10 games left to finish the season. It begins today. The Phillies obviously coming off a... Um, you know, a semi-disappointing weekend, even though they split with the Braves. They win the first two, but then drop the last two. Sunday's loss, just a, a brutal loss with the rain delay in between and blowing it. They had the game in hand. David Robertson bounces a pitch. A run scores. The rest is history. Uh, tough loss. Tough loss. Now, the Phillies got incredibly lucky as the Milwaukee Brewers lost to the Cincinnati Reds on Sunday, 2-1. to one. Both teams off yesterday, so it is go time. It's go time. The Phillies are in a um, a decent spot from a um, mathematical perspective, and obviously the next seven games are against the Cubs and the Nationals. So, um, you know, they're in a decent spot. But, you know, it um, they were five and a half up early in, you know, start September essentially, and now they're, they're a game and a half up, two and a half with the uh, tiebreaker. So it is, it's, uh, it's crunch time, so to speak, as we look at the stands, the Phillies are now the third wild card team. They are a game and a half back of the Padres all of a sudden. So they've played three less games than the Padres, excuse me, uh, two less games than the Padres, um, as, excuse me, one less game than the Padres, excuse me, as uh, they are 83 and 69, the Padres are 85 and 68, so that is, has turned the Padres a bit better baseball, the Phillies played worse baseball. They're game and a half back of the Padres. Now, they do have the tiebreaker, so um, really like a game back, but even still, they are back of the Padres. They are a game and a half up on the Brewers as we head into this final stretch of the season. A game and a half up on the Brewers. They do have the tiebreaker, so it is essentially two and a half up on the Brewers as the season shakes out here. The Phillies are 83-69. and 69. Um Shout out to the Phillies for having their best record since 2011. That that's exciting, I suppose. That's something, but obviously none of it matters if they collapse. If they don't make it in, it will be the worst collapse of of all the September's. You know, as as bad as the last few years have been, if they can't finish this out and can't make the playoffs here, it will easily be the most devastating collapse. Um, as again, they they were in prime position. Again, look, I still think they finish it out. I'm I'm hopeful um that they will be a playoff team. I think they'll be a playoff team, but they gotta they gotta put up now. You know, it's uh it felt for a little bit there like they might, you know, not coast in the playoffs, but that you know, we wouldn't really sweat too much and and that was um an ill fated thought 
because of course we would. And and shout out to you know my friends out there and people like my buddy Dan, neighbor Dan. For those of you who listen to Hi-O's Pod, neighbor Dan kept telling me. You know, I was getting a little big for my britches, a little uh, too believing in this release team, and he was dead right. He was like, I'm not going to believe they're in the playoffs until they have actually clinched the playoff spot. And and Dan, let me tell you, right there with you, pal. Right there with you. I need to see this team do it to believe it. Um, I still think they're in a good spot. Obviously, mathematically, they're in a good spot. We'll go through the schedules, obviously, later. But... um, you know, after the <laughs> five-game losing streak, the, the losing the last two this weekend, you know, I definitely can't sit here and say I'm I'm sure they're going to do it because I'm not. You know, and thank goodness, thank goodness the Cincinnati Reds handled business on Sunday. They won a 2-1 to game against the Brewers. The Brewers easily could have and probably should have won. And if that happens, it's a half game today. A half game. I know there's a tiebreaker, so really like a game and a half, but still like, we are our, our butts are even tighter this morning if it weren't for the Reds. So shout out to the Reds is um we go into the home stretch here. As uh, just looking let's look at the overall standings, then we'll kind of look ahead to what's going on. Again, quickly, before we get to the standings, just a, a quick recap of the weekend. Obviously, we don't have to dive too deep into it. Um they win the first two, you know, really nice win on Thursday, the one nothing Ranger game, just you know, Ranger back to back outstanding outings against the Braves and um, in big, big games. And it's great to see, you know, Ranger, we've talked a lot, you know, over the last year plus about Ranger and how he just seems like one of those guys who is just incredibly cool and calm under pressure. You know, he seems so unflappable and unfazed by things when in the moment and it's something I've been really impressed with Ranger, and I and I and I wondered and assumed it would transfer to big games. You know, we did not see Ranger pitch in a lot of big games, obviously last year. Um, and it looks like it does. You know, it looks like this guy just has a, a, you know, I'm a big I'm a big heartbeat guy in these moments. You know that maybe some dudes' hearts just beat a little bit slower in those biggest of moments. The Jeters, the you know, whoever you want to say, the guys who had a a knack, a penchant for coming through in the clutch when it mattered. Uh, you know, maybe it has to do with the heartbeat. I could be wrong, but it's something along those lines. Certainly someone who just feels a little more comfortable, a little more calm in those situations and is able to succeed as a result. It seems like Ranger's one of those guys. You know, it seems like nothing really gets to him. And his ability to get out of jams is 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 really impressive. I mean, how many times in that you know, that Friday game or Thursday game, whatever, where he, you know, it felt like he was, you know, going to fall apart and felt like, uh-oh, here it comes, and then boom, gets him out, gets a double play, and makes a nice play defensively, all that. So, um, Ranger was awesome. I feel, um, you know, again, back to the opening statement, uh, they need to get there, but if they do get there, I, I feel really confident with Rangers starting a playoff game. You know, I really do. I mean, as, as confident, you know, as you can. Look, I do think that, you know, if we're looking for positive setting up for the playoffs, if they can make it, you know, I do think the starting rotation is the thing you'd point to. Um, obviously, we talked a lot on Friday and, and you know, have in general talked about the fact that the best thing that happened last week to the Phillies by far was the the outstanding looking return of Zach Wheeler, that Wheeler comes back and looks so dominant over those four innings he pitched and looked like Zach Wheeler hit 99, you know, just... Looked awesome. And, you know, if there was one thing that could change the fortunes of this team, especially in the playoffs, if they get there, it was getting that guy back, getting the ace back, getting the guy who, 
you know, Zach Wheeler gives you a chance to win a series. If they make the playoffs, it's a three-game series. And let's say, let's just say, and again, I'm right there with you, Dan. Don't worry. All right, I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm couching everything because we have to. But if if they can find a way to make the playoffs and can set themselves up, to, you know, in a, in a good way for that, I mean, it's a three-game series. You know, if you have Zach Wheeler in one of those games, like that's a big advantage. And if it plays out the way it it is shaking out now, it would be Cardinals Phillies in that first round. And Zach Wheeler is the best pitcher in that series. I mean, Zach Wheeler is the best pitcher in a, in a Braves Phillies series for what it's worth. You know, so, you know, Wheeler being back and being healthy and looking like Zach Wheeler, if he can, you know, on the old night, if he can kind of, you know, over this next 10 days, get himself a couple more starts, feeling good, feeling ready. I mean, having Zach Wheeler back and healthy and ready to roll, if they can make the playoffs, is about as important a thing as this team could have right now. So that is massive. And then the other thing, you know, hey, um, I'm not saying I trust Aaron Nolan in September yet, but he was awesome. Over the weekend. Like, really, a a brilliant outing against the Atlanta Braves in a meaningful game. Now, it was nice to see the team actually put up some runs for him. You know, what a a wild thought. And it certainly looked like that helped him from a confidence perspective. He was comfortable and all that. But Nola was great. It was his best outing ever in a meaningful game that I can remember. He was that good. And look, coming off uh, the, the start before in Atlanta where... It wasn't good enough because he gave up those four runs early, but he did bear down after that, pitch angry, get through seven. And the start before that one was pretty decent. You know, not too bad. Not too bad. I still can't say I trust Aaron Nola in September, but I'm definitely a lot more positive about Nola heading towards the playoffs than I've been any of the last four years or five years or whatever, without a doubt. And look, you know, Let's just say if if they do make it, it's October, not September. So, you know, <laughs> different thing. Um, but look, I mean, if Nola can just put it together, and because the September thing's always been so weird, you know, it's always been so arbitrary. He's such a good pitcher. Like, he's such a talented pitcher. And for him to just fall apart in the exact same month in these situations just always felt so strange and so. You know, hard to explain. I didn't just think he's like a, a, a loser or anything. Can't pitch in a big game. Like, um, it's been really great to see. It's been really great to see. And, and you know, that is, again, they have to make the playoffs. They have to handle business against the Cubs coming up here, which, you know, let's all remember the last time they played the Cubs. Didn't go great. Nats after that. So massive, massive series coming up here um, to make the playoffs. Again, 10 left, three Cubs, four Nats, three Astros. Now, the Nats series, will keep around. It could get interesting with the Hurricane Ian and the remnants of that. They might have to move some games around. They already have a doubleheader set for Saturday, so we'll see how that all shakes out. But ultimately, um, it is, um, you know, obviously a massive, massive set of games coming up here. And I think if you're looking for a positive with this team right now, and again, it has been a, a more frustrating than not September. The fact they're only a game and a half up on the Brewers is frustrating considering where they were and how they were playing but wheeler nola ranger it's pretty good it's pretty good you know and obviously if you take the nola september struggles or whatever out of it i mean it's better than the cardinals it's better three now the cardinals have played better they've been a better baseball team they have legitimate stars doing legitimate star things like Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. 
Um, whereas the Philly stars are not doing star things right now offensively, but, but you know, you'd go into the first round series with the pitching advantage, you know, and it's the playoffs. What wins in the playoffs pitching? Damn it. Now the Cardinals defense is phenomenal. That's important too. And look, I would think the Cardinals would be favored in St. Louis in those games, but you know, they have to get there, but if they did, I do think that the you know hopefulness for the rest of the season and the potential of the playoffs is that starting rotation and the chance for those guys to just go out and deal and and you can win games that way. The bullpen, obviously shaky right now. Jose Alvarado's the only guy I trust, believe it or not. Um, the lineup has struggled. Now they had a decent weekend um, for the most part. They put up some runs. They fought back in the losses, but. Um, you know, on the whole, obviously Harper has really struggled, had the homer of the weekend, but has not been close to what they need from him. That is a obviously massively important piece for this team. Schwarber heating up a little bit. Schwarber heating up a little bit at the big game on Sunday, obviously. The two dongs leading the National League in home runs. Um, if Schwarber can get going for this stretch, that would be just so big. Like the team clearly looks to the guy. He's clearly one of the main, if not the main leader on this team. If he can produce. I think it goes such a long way for the rest of the guys. Obviously, JT's been great. The bottom of the lineup's been great. I trust Alec Bohm to come through in clutch situations. It's really the Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper thing that really needs to get going, especially if this team is going to you know, do some damage over the last stretch here and make a run. And, and that would be, you know, again, we want them to make the playoffs. It's been 11 years. The Mariners are going to make the playoffs. We don't want to be this team that's just sitting there saying, oh, we have the longest drop in baseball. Um, they got to make it. They gotta make it. Um, they have to, <laughs> but it would be nice to make it by you know bearing down and playing some damn good baseball over the last stretch, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be nice if the Phillies just you know put their heads down and and went you know seven and three the last ten or something or eight and two or you know even six and four? I'll take bad teams. Don't go six and four. You go seven and three, go eight and two, get a little momentum going heading into the playoffs. Because right now, obviously, there is a lot of a lack of of belief and excitement, and 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 again, fairly so. Um, so hopefully, the Phillies can kind of put it together over this last stretch here, and you know maybe give uh, give the fans a little more excitement heading into um, heading into the playoffs if they can get there. So. Um, Massive, massive week of baseball coming up. We'll look at the um, schedule in a sec. Let's take a look at the standings overall as we head into the final stretch of the baseball season. Um, we'll look at the division, then, and then obviously the all-important wild card standings. Um, as the American League is really kind of um, shaking itself out, uh, as expected, um, the Cleveland Guardians have, uh, have clinched the Central. Shout out to the Guardians. Ten games up on the White Sox right now as they uh, just handle business, 86 and 67. Uh, it's remarkable. Remarkable. I think they have like a payroll of like 50 million or whatever, and they're, they're three games better than the Phillies. It's, it's remarkable what they do, and obviously easy schedule, easy division, but amazing. They've clinched it there. Houston has clinched the West. Houston, 101 wins there. Seven games better than the Yankees. So um, they won't have anything to play for in that series against the Phillies at the end. Now, the, the flip side of that is that they're going to get a bye for this first three-game series. So Houston might not want to just, you know, take the three games off and take like two weeks off before they play baseball. So I don't think they just mail in the series, but they won't have the intensity of, of needing to win. But um, it'll be interesting. So that's the shakedown, the... Uh, it will be the Astros, the Yankees, and the Guardians will win those divisions. The Astros and the Yankees will get the buys. 
And then the uh, Guardians will play in the first round. And the National League with the Wild Guards the second. National League Dodgers at 106 and 47. Dodgers are. <laughs> Dodgers could tie the record. We have enough games left. They won't. I mean, they have to win out, but pretty amazing. 106 and 47. Unbelievable. They're 21 games up on the Padres, their playoff team. Uh, St. Louis has not clinched the century yet, but they're close. They're 89 65. They're six and a half up on the Brewers, so a couple more days they will clinch that. And the Mets, one game in front of the Braves, 97 and 57. The Braves are 96 and 58. Both those teams are going over 100 games, it looks like. And one of them is going to be Wild Guard. Love to see it. Um, so that's going to be wild, though. One game, that's going to be close down the stretch. It's pretty exciting uh, to watch that play out. Because, again, obviously, it influences the Phillies in the playoffs. If they are the two seed, they would have to play them. It looks like they're going to be the three seed as of now. But. Uh, really, the only interesting division race is that Mets-Braves thing, obviously. Both teams in, so it takes some of the drama out of it. But ultimately, still um, exciting to see the division competed for like that. The uh, wild card's all set in the American League for the most part. Not technically, but Toronto is in. They're six and a half games up on the Orioles, who are the, the first team out. So they'll get in. The Rays and Mariners are close. They are the Rays are eighty four and sixty nine. The uh, Mariners are eighty three and sixty nine. They are half game up on the Mariners. The Mariners are three and a half up on the Orioles. So you know it's probably over, but not totally over. But you know the Orioles fighting. Shout out to the Orioles, man! What a season. Um, as funny enough, the Mariners and the Phillies both eighty three and sixty nine right now. The two teams trying to end those streaks. The Mariners have a three and a half game lead on the Orioles here with ten to play. Um, probably good to go, but you know, you never know a weird stretch here, but, um, Blue Jays, Rays, Mariners, very, 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 very likely to be your three teams in the American league and the uh, Braves, obviously in, um, Padres are the second wild card team. They're game and a half up on the Phillies right now. Phillies are one and a half up on the Brewers. The Phillies are 83 and 69. The Brewers are 82 and 71. So you like that the Phillies have the two in the loss column there. That is a good thing as well. But, uh, you know, it's go time. It's put up or shut up time. The season comes down to this. It really does. You know, it's it's not hyperbole anymore to say it. Uh, This is it. We have 10 games left. The season comes to an end after this. Everyone was off yesterday. We get back at it today. We'll look at the schedules of the three teams. We'll start with the Padres as they're out in front. But... So the Padres only have nine games left. The Phillies and uh, Phillies have ten left. Um, so interesting here though, because the the Padres are in the best spot with a game and a half lead. Remember the Phillies do have the tiebreaker against them. Padres schedule is easily the toughest of the three, as the Padres have three at home against the Dodgers, three at home against the White Sox, three at home against the Giants. Now they're all at home. The Padres with nine straight at home. You'll notice a theme with that with the Brewers, too. Uh, but tougher games. Not that much tougher, but tougher. Those three against the Dodgers, obviously the toughest. And they're the Brewers' schedule. Also, all at home. Of course. Brewers also only have nine games left. So the Phillies play one more game than each of these teams. The Brewers. Two at home against St. Louis tonight and tomorrow. What massive games those are massively massively massive just huge games then four versus miami and three versus arizona at home so four against miami is pretty easy the three against arizona is um you know 
easy, but but obviously Arizona has been a little more frisky than some of these other teams. So you hope, you pray that Arizona is going to come and have your back. But ultimately, none of that matters if the Phillies win games. That's the beautiful thing about being a game and a half up or two and a half up, however you want to phrase it, with the tiebreaker. You just got to win games. Your destiny is in your hands. Your fate is in your hands. You are in control of your destiny. The cliche phrase, it's true here, Phillies. It's all on you. If you win games, you'll make the playoffs. It's that simple. It's that simple. Now, wouldn't it, of course, be freaking hilarious in the saddest of ways? When I say hilarious, I mean hilarious in that we are crying through the laughter but of course, that you know, all season long I've been doing this. Hey, you can't root the Phillies for beating bad teams, which I believe, and you know, obviously has been lessened over the last few weeks, where you know they're losing the good teams. We're like, oh, they can only beat good teams, whatever. That you have to beat the bad teams, to make the playoffs. I stick by all that statement. But wouldn't it be the most ironic thing if they, you know, couldn't beat the bad teams at the end to get in? That's what I'm most afraid of right now. Is that the Cubs and the Nationals are bad teams? The Phillies should be able to handle business against these teams. And, you know, now that fear, even though they've handled these teams all year long, that fear is back, you know, but they should be able to handle these teams. They're bad. The Cubs are 67 and 86. The Nationals are 53 and 100. The Nationals are going to lose like 106 games. It's hard to lose 100 games. You have to be really, really, really bad to lose 100 games. Nats have already done it with some time to spare. This is a serious advantage the Phillies have with these seven games. They have to take advantage of it. The first three are tougher. The Cubs are not as bad as the Nationals, not close to as bad. And the Cubs have been fighting. You know, and we all remember those first three games out of the All-Star break here in Philly. The Phillies get swept by the Cubs. Massive series. Tonight, 740, Zach Wheeler versus Marcus Stroman. Love to see it. It's a big one. Tomorrow, also 7.40, Aaron Nola versus Wisniewski. And then on Thursday, Ranger Suarez takes the hill to face Assad from the Cubs. And then, uh, and then we head to the weekend, a doubleheader on Saturday, Friday through Sunday. Now, potential for rain on the weekend. There's all kinds of issues with this. Who knows? But the Phillies don't have another off day. Other, uh, so they don't, yeah, the Phillies don't have an off day. So this is the last, next off day of the, the playoffs start October 7th, those three game series. Everyone's off October 6th. You don't want to have to play that day. They got to find ways to get these games in. This is crucially, crucially important. So three against the Cubs, then four in Washington over the weekend. Friday, 7.05, then Saturday, 105, 7.05. Then Sunday at 135 before the three games in Houston next week, 810, 810, and then 410 on Wednesday to wrap out the season. Um, this is it. No more off days, no more rest days. It is plow through the end of the season time for the Phils, and it couldn't be bigger. The stakes couldn't be higher. This is the most real it's been in a long time. You know, the only time they've been this close at this point in the season was in 2020 when they had the chance if they had to win two of the last seven. But obviously that was a joke of a season. 60 games, they were like 28 and 30 at the time or whatever. You know, who cares? It's a, it, no one was invested. No one cares. This is real. There's 10 games left to play. The Phillies have no more off days this season. And they're a playoff team right now, today. The stakes don't get higher. 
Oh, by the way, you haven't made the playoffs in 11 years. Up, oh, just got higher. Up, oh, you have the two players in baseball, the longest, uh, the the most games played, regular season games played without making the playoffs, and JT and, and Segura, obviously, the most. Pressure's there. This is this is it. This is such a big 10 days for this team, for this franchise, for all of us. It's so huge. It's so huge. Make the playoffs, boys. We need this so desperately. And, and don't get in because the Brewers stunk. Get in because you won games. We need it. All right. Fingers crossed. Big one tonight against the Cubs. Whatever happens, obviously, we'll be back. And, and again, just, just big week of baseball. Big matchups versus the Cubs. Big matchups versus the Nats. You know, they got to take advantage. They got to get these games in. It is so freaking huge. This is big, guys. Like, we're close to the playoffs. I'm... I'm a lot of deep breaths this week. Phillies, don't let us down. Please don't let us down. It all starts tonight in Chicago for the Phillies, and hopefully they can get it done. Whatever happens. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.